I'm Kyle Bushland, and you're listening to NIS Voices, where we bring you inspiring stories about learning, community, news, and more from Nanjing International School. I'm here with Dr. Shannon Doak, who is our IT director at Nanjing International School. So when we talk about EdTech, when we think about EdTech, where does inclusion fit into EdTech? So EdTech, or the tools and processes of using technology in the classroom Mm -hmm. is there to help support all learners and all learners don't they don't learn the same Um, they don't they can't approach learning in the same way because people are different so the ed tech tools that are available and the processes used help to differentiate and meet the needs of all learners in the classroom and that's how it's helping them be inclusive, helping our school become inclusive learning environment. So do you think that COVID has become more of a catalyst for this? Uh, actually, yeah. I think, uh, you know, while neg- how negative COVID is, it has actually also opened up a whole new world in the educational arena, but also in the business world. Um, things are becoming more distributed across the globe, and technology enables all of that, uh, being able to connect even though you're not in the same room, and learn things at any moment in time. It doesn't have to happen in the synchronously. It can be asynchronously. What are your thoughts on individualization? Mm. You know, I think if you look up the, the world that the students are going to enter, the traditional way of teaching is no longer enough. It's no longer sufficient. Um, being able to individualize the way a student, what the student learns, the way they learn, is going to help prepare them for the world of unknowns. We, we really don't know what these kids are going to do. Uh, the jobs that they're going to get probably don't exist yet. And so having a traditional approach to education where we're just giving them content and they're regurgitating it for tests and you know whatever the kind of stuff I had when I was in school um, doesn't really prepare them for the world they're going to enter so it's it's important I think to have a more individualized approach and technology enables that it enables the student to take various approaches to learning and assessment project-based everything I mean really it's it's the I think the catalyst, I think technology is the catalyst that helps to promote more individual approaches to learning. Well said. What about access to technology? Now, of course, we, you know, we have laptops, mm-hmm. you know, we have our iPad program for the younger learners. I think access is one of those things that, you know, back in the early 90s, everyone was talking about it, you know, that access is important. And that's when people were still using, um, you know, technology, computer labs, and things like that. And, and uh, that's when the idea of a one-to-one in- computing environment first started to take hold. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, a lot of international schools were, were using uh, one-to-one laptop programs for the very first time. Uh, and this, this, I think, has improved. I think most... Uh, international schools now. I know NIS has a one-to-one laptop program starting in grade five and I think that access enables a computer lab 
psych type of situation in any classroom at any time whenever it's needed and I like to use the analogy that we don't have paper and pencil labs you don't ever hear a teacher say oh sorry we we can't write today on paper because someone booked the paper lab well it's the same thing with computers and I think these tools are tools of the 21st century classroom and they have to be available and at NIS they are available to the students whenever they need them and I think that is the, the key to access it, you have to have it it's it's a given and speaking of which what about smartphones mm. uh, I think all devices are are valuable tools in a learning environment um, I do think uh, that having prerequisites or even limitations on certain things like cell phones is probably an important aspect of creating the type of learning environment we want. Um, I think having the ability for teachers to let students use their phones when, they're, when they need it is probably a good idea. It's a good approach because certain things you can do on your phone that don't work well on a, on a laptop. You, I mean, taking pictures for one and videos. You're not going to take pictures or selfies or whatever with your laptop, but you can with a phone. And collecting data video-wise uh, in a science classes or, or, you know, watching plants grow in the early years and, and documenting that process. Take, it's easier with a, with a mobile device. Mm. So definitely, I think, having the ability to use these tools when necessary helps to improve the learning environment. So responsible use, mm -hmm. age-appropriate Age-appropriate use, responsible, yeah. So uh, speaking of which, how can EdTech standards be perhaps too rigid? How can mm -hmm. we strike a good balance? So, you know, standards of any kind uh, give schools the, <clears throat> the goal, okay? That we're going to have our students meet this standard, and this is the goal. Uh, the problem with most times is that they take a single approach to reach, reaching that goal. Um, I'm reminded of a cartoon. You know, a bunch of animals lined up and there's a tree behind them. There's like a bird, a monkey, an elephant, a penguin, a fish in a bowl, a seal and a dog, and there's a teacher sitting behind a desk. He's saying, for fair selection, everybody has to take the same exam. Please climb that tree. <laughs> so to me, this really illustrates well that not all learners are going to reach the standard the same way. Mm -hmm. And so for a balance to this, you have the standard, but give the students various approaches to reach that standard and various ways to show that they know what they know. That's the best way, I think, to use a standard. How can we keep the spirit of innovation alive to continue our mission of inclusivity from an ed tech perspective? You know, I, I think it's important for us to realize that it's how we define innovation is important. Uh, innovation doesn't mean high tech. Mm -hmm. Innovation means an out-of-the-box thinking. It means uh, giving students the chance to fail and learn from that. Um, you know, it's not well, just taking a device and handing it to a teacher or handing it to a student and saying, here you go, you're being innovative, because that's not, that's not innovation. Um, 
So innovation is not new MacBooks. No. Innovation is definitely not new MacBooks. <laughs> it's applying various approaches to learning. It's giving students voice and choice. It's bursting the bubble. It's connecting them to things outside the walls of the school. It's making the learning environment contextually relevant because we have to think about the needs of the society that they're going to be entering and we have to prepare them for that. And so just handing devices to students is not innovative. Just giving devices to a teacher and going, here you go, they, they may not know how to use it. They may not know how to use it well. So it's not going to impact the learning environment the way it needs to. That's why it's important to have training for teachers, to have technology coaches, things like that, which allow the teachers to learn how to integrate the use of high-tech tools when necessary, because you can use scissors and a chalkboard and a whiteboard, and, and those are still technology, it's just not high-tech, but you can still use them to improve learning. So I don't think, it's not about high-tech. Innovation is more about using the proper tool when needed to improve the learning outcomes. And as we become more innovative, as we become more inclusive, mm -hmm. become more connected, mm -hmm. and we are better prepared for the world of tomorrow. Correct. Which one could say is already here. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs>